0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the Vibe Yourself podcast. Strap yourself in.
1: It's a good one. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try?
0: and it's with dr terry tillard today and we're talking about vaccinations again it's as i said before it's a very controversial topic um and it's one i want to i want to keep putting out there because i think people need to know just how in my opinion dangerous these things are um and they need to know the truth about them and they need to also know that well if you're not going to vaccinate then what do I need to do instead, and how can I boost my immune system, how I can I keep myself healthy and my family healthy, so we're going into all those topics today, so I really hope you enjoy this episode guys, and as I said before in the last episode, um, the, my my free four day Facebook mini course is still open for anyone who has been going through any gut issues, any skin issues, maybe we've had IBS, Crohn's Celiac Maybe you've um, got, had constipation, diarrhea, or this gas and bloating, or you've had acne, psoriasis, thyroid issues even, adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, whatever it is, you've had all your health and disease starts in the gut. So this free four-day mini course is going to teach you exactly what you need to overcome these problems. The root cause of these problems, not just taking medication and painful surgery, that just masks, puts a at over things just mask symptoms, he's all about getting to the root cause of problems and it's completely free so if you would like to know how to do that then jump on over to www.reviveyourself.co and you can if you put your email, uh, your name and your email address in, you get a free report that will put you on your on our email list and you can get the notifications there or you can just send me an email to ryan at reviveyourself.com Co. and i'll send you all the other information in fact i'm going to be putting out an article with it if it's not out already actually by the time this goes up then there will be an article out um talking about the free facebook mini group you can just search that on my website if you want and it will tell you all about what you need to do to go there okay guys we're have a, we're going to have um strategy assessment forms to make sure everything's going well you're learning as well you're going through this because information about implementation is pointless and also a free facebook community where everyone can get in there and help each other and share that what they've been going through because we've noticed having done this with lots of people before you can get great results on your own but you can get absolutely fantastic results when you're working together as a community in a group people just helping pull each other along okay guys anyway back to the episode here he is Dr Terry tillard as i said before any questions anything you need want like that any questions you got to ask Head on over to, well, just email me at www.ryan um, at reviveyourself.com. And Terry for Terry, you can head on over to www.terrytillard.com. Um, Terry's a fascinating guy. He's very, very passionate about health. Anyone who knows him on Facebook or this to any of his stuff, you just have to wind him up a like lot with a lot of us, and just let him go. He's extremely passionate about natural health. He's extremely passionate about helping people and cutting through all the BS and actually getting the truth out to people. And although the truth not gonna be popular, unfortunately, uh, as Ben Shapiro says, the truth doesn't care about your feelings. And so that is something I always think of when I when I see Terry, because all of his posts are just very much to the point. Um, whether people like it or not. Uh, and he's got all the evidence to back it up as well as fantastic results. People always have to see credentials, but at the end of the day, what speaks higher than results, so I say to my clients, have a look at my testimonials, have a look at the results of people I've got, people that have been seeing doctors for ten years, consultants, specialists, um, other nutritionists, this, that, the other. Not not any results. Even even some some of my clients have even had have even had people stop calling them back um, I was talking to in their emails because I couldn't help them these are like specialists, consultants that are charging £250, £500 an hour but when you work with the body holistically and you actually know what generates health then it's very, very I say it's very rare it's one of those things you just know the body wants to be health, healthy it's default setting is health so once you give it what it needs it will respond so anyway without further ado without me rambling on again here is Terry Hope you enjoyed the interview, guys, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, guys, and what's up? Another episode of Revive Yourself Podcast, and we are back with Terry Tillard, who is based in New York. How is
2: it over there today, Terry? Yeah, it's great. I think we're finally expecting some sunshine. We haven't got that much of it this year, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm surprised about that, actually. It's been quite nice over here the last, uh, so I'm based in London in the last uh, week or so
2: being pretty hot Um, you usually get roast in summers don't you it gets really hot June July yeah it can get extremely hot here but for a pretty limited time in the year so we uh, unfortunately it seems like we're just getting non-stop rain lately but it should heat up and we'll get our vitamin D levels going after that
0: it's all those those chemtrails mate
2: yeah it's messing up the weather
0: um so today we are going to so we had terry on not not too long ago um we were talking all about cancer today we're going to dive into vaccines um it's a topic we've we've had on before with dr sherry tempani and uh, i know terry's pretty outspoken on this i've seen quite a few of his videos on facebook um and one of the one of the things he says about about cancer um saying about vaccinations is you can't poison your way to health um so it's in the last, I mean, the last year. I think Australia's gone for mandatory vaccinations for kids, and in the last week or two, uh, I've now seen Italy has gone in Europe for uh, mandatory vaccinations from um, children at the age, uh, I think it's the age going up to 16, attending school, um, and I mean, it's 12 vaccinations they've got to have, and the Premier Gentin Gentiloni explained. Um, the new rules are aimed at combating what they see as an anti-scientific, as anti-scientific theories that have lowered Italy's vaccination rates in recent years. Um, and those 12 vaccines include measles, rubella, chickenpox, tetanus, diphtheria, polio and hepatitis B. I mean, what do you think, Terry? Mandatory vaccinations? I think my kids going to have to be homeschooled if it carries on this way.
2: Yeah, I think I think I think all children are just about at that point uh, in all countries of the world where they do need to be homeschooled. Because, but this idea of mandatory vaccination, this idea that it's false science being spread around, even the most staunch pro-vaccine people uh, in every forum I've ever been in, I challenge them. Go ahead and produce all of this great science that that you say exists for vaccines. If this is really an argument about science, show me the evidence. And in rare cases, in rare cases, someone can find one or two highly cherry-picked, highly massaged data studies from PubMed that they'll send over that shows, you know, a slight, very marginal benefit when they're measuring, of course, in obscure ways to try and, you know, sell that story. And yet, when it comes to those who say, well, it's only a matter of science, well, then why is it that I can find hundreds of studies uh, hundreds and hundreds of negative vaccine studies—they're easy to find. It's really, honestly, hard to find pro-vaccine studies. If you went on PubMed and went digging and looking, it's—it's it's hard to find them. They don't—they don't exist. And then people always repeat and parrot the things that we've been taught in the textbooks, you know, on what I call the Channel Six News talking sound bites. If you're in any Facebook forum, you'll see that the rebuttals are always verbatim, word for word, all of the same sound bites. About well in history, well in polio. Well but and they've never examined the actual facts on any of them. Measles, polio always get brought up. Um, and I always
0: say I've said this to Dr. Ted Tempani, I think it was the, the the countries that didn't get the polio vaccine were cured fast as twi- twice as twice as fast as those that did. And also, um, I think it was Doctor Klenner I think it was. I'm trying to think, who cured sixty out of sixty cases of polio with a with a really very bad f- form of vitamin c let alone the extremely good forms you've got now um yeah i think it was to clenner back in the 1960s um and so as you said that i mean this is this is what they say they've said without proof of vaccination children won't be accepted into preschools and parents will face a hefty fine for non-compliance certificates will be required every year i mean that's a, that's just a shocking shocking thing to say i mean i don't know where to even go with it it's quite scary i think
2: well, I mean, if people studied history, if you really study history, you come to one inevitable conclusion that the state has never been the friend of the common man. In fact, the state has turned against its citizens in in every case you could possibly name. So the the, the fact that now all of a sudden in 2017 people are naive enough to believe that somehow the state is looking out for them, well, I mean, if if this was really only about health, why aren't they mandating that parents have to put fruit? In a, in a kid's school lunch. If this is really about health, why are they not forcing kids to pack vegetables at lunch? Why are they not refusing the children who don't come to school well-nourished if they were really that concerned? If this was about health, I mean, that's just one simple observation, of course, out of you know a, a, a thousand-layer pie that we could pull from mm. to show you that the logic is completely flawed. And one of the things I think that gets lost in all these vaccine conversations is Well, it is logic and common sense. People are so focused on these narrow issues because when you want to control a population, all you have to do is tell a really big lie and repeat it constantly. The other thing you need to do if you want to maintain control is you have to control the scope of the conversation that takes place. All right, so all this conversation only about mercury, only about mercury, only about mercury – You know that's controlled opposition at work that's very carefully contrived to try and make it only about one ingredient and control the scope to stop people from thinking about all the other issues that are that are present all the other things that don't make sense like i do in my videos all the time if this was about health where are all of the documented proven safe and effective ingredients That have been used for decades and decades in intramuscular injections, in intravenous infusions that have been proven safe and effective and very good for us. Why are they not in the vaccines? Let's 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 set aside all the toxic crap that's in there. Why are there no healthy ingredients in there? That should cause everyone to ask a lot of questions like what is the true intent of all of these uh, agendas? I, just right back to the simple fruits and vegetables things, there's, there's many layers, if you want to talk about good parenting, that they could be enforcing, but they're not. They conveniently enforce the one for which the CDC has 50 plus patents and for which the one where they make billions of dollars and they protect the sacred cow of vaccines because it creates future customers. That's, that's really what it does. And that's why they're fighting that issue. Why is nobody questioning the intent? I, I drives me crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is I can go so many different ways with this. As you said, um, first of all, over here we can sue, but by the time you get to court, you're probably a million million pound down. Over there, you can't sue, and um, people don't realise how much money the they, they've actually paid out. Uh, and then once you get paid out, you're not allowed to go on TV and actually say anything because then they'll take away the money they've given you. Um, I mean. And they always, I mean, there's, obviously there's Vax, it's a Big Tree, I'm yeah. going to try and get him on as well. And there was one sort of thing I saw the other day, I think it was on the Vax, Vax Vax.com, I think it was going around interviewing um, parents that had been uh, affected by vaccines. And, and one, of the, one of them, because people would say, oh, correlation is not causation, etc. This, this woman had three, um, she had three identical twins, <laughs> all vaccinated at the same time. All after, within 24 hours of vaccination, she got no response out of them, not that she, they was completely gone behind the eyes. Um, when they finally started to walk, she could drop a book behind them, they wouldn't even respond. And it was just like, and this is, we're going to the ingredients a bit later, but I mean, this is something you're saying as well about good parenting. I mean, it's just, it just seems, once again, a fox guarding henhouse a hen house as it is all the time. But when you say 100%, why aren't these vaccines got all the good things in like, like vitamin C? vitamin d i mean you can go on and on couldn't you um it just, it's just madness in my in my opinion you know um i mean i'm just going to go up here because i just on, on terry does lots of videos on on this and as he said it just doesn't make sense if you can go into lots of different areas about this he actually put a, um a quote up from professor uh you i'm, I'm say utah seinfeld <laughs> md um yesterday and, it, and and the quote said Defined autoimmune diseases. So, defined autoimmune diseases that may occur following vaccinations include arthritis, lupus, diabetes, um, something I can't even say, like it just goes on, vasculitis, uh, dermatomyositis. I mean, it goes on. Gideon barre syndrome. Um, it just go, the list is, and it says all, almost all types of vaccines have been reported to be associated with the onset of of AS i a or autoimmune inflammatory syndrome syndrome induced by adjuvants um and it just goes to show all these things have been proven and then he had someone um reply on there um on underneath his comment and and this lady said i'm not going to quote her name but a lady said um, I just watched a Bear, Bear Grill segment where he was taking vaccines to remote villages in Africa along with Julia Roberts and the natives were thankful for them as the child mortality, mortality rate was so high because of the illnesses they were prone to about the vaccines. It was part of the Red Nose Day um, filming which is for children's welfare and my children who are healthy adults had their baby shots too as infants and my grandchildren had theirs too still healthy young adults. And Terry, tell me how you replied to that.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, this is, that's the same logic as saying, yeah, George Burns smoked and therefore cigarettes are good for you. I mean, when someone takes out that one case of that one person that they think that they know, which takes me to one other layer that I always want to address because I feel it gets under underreported and not spoken about. Just because someone does not exhibit like very clear, detrimental, label-worthy disease symptoms – doesn't mean that damage did not take place. Mm-hmm. Damage is taking place below the surface in every situation. I mean um, – uh, what was – oh my god, what's his name? I was a big fan of his work and the, the, he's gone now too unfortunately. But um, <clears throat> it will come to me. But this one this one particular doctor who researched this, this for years and he he had – he just made the most amazing case. But he what he proved conclusively and he was on his way to court – Uh, for a major court case where his evidence could never be refuted. And of course he mysteriously dies right before the court case. Mm. But he, he proved, he proved without a doubt that every single vaccine without a doubt causes some level of brain damage. Now you may not, you may not see the kid just fall off like you talked about with those triplets. They may not just disappear from consciousness. That doesn't mean that brain damage didn't happen. That's like, That's like someone doing cocaine and not having brain damage after their first hit and saying cocaine doesn't cause brain damage. Well, we we can conclusively prove and if they continue to become habitual users, they're going to keep exhibiting more and more signs of it. Um, Anyway, we we could go on on that. But the, the logic about these vaccines, this African children that this particular woman brought up, It's crazy. It it was always based around sanitation and health, just like all matters of the immune system are. (laughs) If your immune system is healthy, and there's multi multifactorial things that contribute to a healthy immune system, then you're not going to be concerned about these various diseases and illnesses. And what's lacking in some of these parts of you know rural Africa, in this case, is basic sanitation, basic nutrition. That's what's missing. That's why they're so susceptible. They're not susceptible because the imaginary dotted geographical line called the country they live in mm-hmm. is in a certain part of the map it's not that's not why they're susceptible they're susceptible because of lack of sanitation and nutrition
0: hundred percent they're completely malnourished their immune system is just not even it's completely shot to bits they i mean they've probably got pa- lots of oh, parasites pathogens um bacteria in them that they' they they're just health wise they're just in a real bad place and they're allowed. Any, any of these things to take them over I mean a lot of these, these countries they're drinking water from, from ditches as you said they have no sanitation they're not living they're not in a they're in a third world country um, they're in a third world country it's not in a first world country like we are it's completely different um, and that some of the graphs that you actually put up in response to this woman for whooping cough diphtheria measles scarlet fever typhoid fever polio I mean it shows how much these these illnesses just completely dropped from oh uh, death rates in the thousands to to in like like the tens or like, or like even the single digits before vaccines were even brought in and then for them to claim that the vaccine was the one that, that that stopped this this carrying on i mean scarlet fever and typhoid fever didn't even use vaccines and it completely dropped off it's just and then the other thing you said there about it being um sanitation not vaccination you put up another uh, letter from william Teeb, um it says sanitation not vaccination the true protection against smallpox um, and he goes on this was given a paper read before the second international anti-vaccine congress at cologne in october the 12th 1881 um, i mean people just need to see these and stop being i mean the thing is if you don't know and you don't go into health of course why wouldn't you trust a doctor to go and vaccinate your kid You I mean you don't know right so a video i put up yesterday in relation to this podcast we'll be doing i was just going through the ingredients Said, looking, in and i said well I said this the other day in one of my seminars and apparently there were two doctors at the back and they didn't want to put their hands up. I said, we have got any doctors here? And no one put their hand up. And I said, afterwards I was told there were two doctors at the back and I said, go to your doctor and ask them if they know what's in the vaccine. They didn't know. That's the why they didn't put their hand up and my, my, my friend told me exactly. they didn't know. I said, just have a look because a lot of, them, I remember one person, uh, I think Dr. Cherry Tenpenny talked about this. She was saying, um, when she told the doctor that flamaldehyde was in it, he was like, "No, don't be crazy. Everyone knows formaldehyde co- causes cancer." And she's like, "Look at it. It's in a lot of vaccines." And he's like, "No, that can't be true." And when he looked, he was he was shocked. So if you talk about the things that are generally in these vaccines, I mean, it's just madness. And um, one of the questions, so I got uh, before we go, well, I tell you what. One of the questions I got underneath was from Mason Roswell. He's a guy who played rugby with in New Zealand. Is um, at the Can- Canterbury? He's a really good guy. He said, "Can you give any advice?" Um, for raising a healthy baby free from vaccines, he's not going down the vaccine route because he's into, he's, his mother in a homeopath and he knows about this. And I can send him a little message talking about probiotics, etc., etc. What would what would you say to him?
2: Oh, well, my advice to them is: is first of all, you, folk, most people don't master the basics you know, you and I could sit here all day long and debate about the merits for which herbs are the best ones and which herbs are suitable for children versus which ones are not. And we could talk about any number of thousands of studies for all these different herbs. But the truth is for most people is they they need to focus first on mastering the fundamentals. And the fundamentals being that If you're going to spend one third of your life in a bed it should be a bed that doesn't poison you because you're just creating more body burden on the system the body is resilient it can deal with only so much poison and toxicity and onslaught and inflammatory you know triggers it can only deal with so many of them so since we can't live in a perfect world and we never will all we can do is minimize them so we can we can live a life with no toxic like zero toxicity personal care products we, we have a choice to drink municipal water, and it's precisely that. It's a choice and nothing more. If you know that the water, the water has documented poisons in it, in the range of 80,000 potential different chemicals in it, not to mention two really high-level toxic chemicals that are deliberately being added to most water supplies, plus dozens and dozens and dozens of pharmaceuticals. You know, if we just cut out those burdens on the body alone, we go a long way you know, I always say that you're either going to filter your air or you are going to be the filter. It's just better to filter the air. Fruits and vegetables are the fundamental health foods for the human being. That's, that's never going to change. You're not going to live perfect the rest of your life and you're not going to get any child to live perfect the rest of your life, but you can most certainly make sure that their diet is based predominantly on fruits and vegetables. Um, you know if you you as parents know that you have core deficiencies or may have had core deficiencies when you gave birth to that child you might want to get very deliberate about making sure that that child corrects those deficiencies those are things that are going to make them weak versus strong uh, you've got to dump the mythology that you got to run from the sun if you maintain that child with a healthy level of vitamin d consistently throughout its lifetime its immune system is going to be very strong. His or her immune system is heavily dependent upon vitamin D. I call it like, you know, loosely I would call it the quarterback of the immune system. It's not the only player. No quarterback wins the game on its own. But the rest of the team isn't very coordinated in their efforts without vitamin D. It's just one of those missing elements. And, you know, the body's going to get furnished with all kinds of vitamins and minerals if you're eating a diet of uh, fruits and vegetables. And I should have added organic or... Pesticide free homegrown. I don't care if it's certified, but fruits and vegetables absent of poisons and ideally grown in mineral rich soils. If we just focus on those things and master those fundamentals and the, and the kid gets exercise, their chances of catching anything are, are slim to none and slims out of town. You know, you, you're, you don't get sick by a random accident. There's no coincidence that some people, like I haven't been sick in well over a decade, and it's no accident, I'm in complete control of my immune system. You know, I did a talk recently where we talked about HIV and AIDS and its contraction, and when you go look at the studies and turn off all of the mythology, god, there's a lot of mythology around that subject, it's heresy to even talk about it, they say. But what what you find is in the non-drug-using prostitutes even, none of them have HIV. You know, a few HIV experts have spoken out and said you, you can you can have unprotected sex with uh, with prostitutes ten thousand times if they had HIV, and you won't have any problems if you have a strong immune system. And yet we're worried about these largely, in many cases, mythological viruses that may or may not be floating in the air that the kid may or may not get by shaking hands with his buddy at school. Is ridiculous.
0: Hundred percent. I, I. So just. But on that, um, have you uh, have you looked into Robert E. Wilner's stuff on AIDS? Uh,
2: Wilner, the name doesn't ring a bell. I mean, I've got a bunch of compiled uh, you know studies and documents from a variety of experts, and there's a very good chance that I've read you know a few he, of his highlight he, notes. But
0: he's, he's got um, a book out called Dead, "Deadly Deception," and and he's got a, a talk on YouTube. Anyone who wants to look into AIDS, have a look at that. I mean, I think have a, yeah, I'd be interested to know you've taken it. He he was one saying that like you, I don't know, okay, you cannot catch AIDS from sexual intercourse. He was going deep into it and he, he, he used to draw blood from an AIDS patient and inject it into himself live on, live on stage. Um, very interesting, anyway. Um, very interesting, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, and um, as as you were saying, so just to recap, you were talking about damage to You say no one can be perfect in this world, so you're talking about making sure the water nice and clean for example getting your yeah, a house um, if you haven't, if you can't go out and buy hot water from like Highland Spring for example get your whole house water filtration system in place um, then you talk about cleaning the air so you've got some really good air filters out there today um, buying organic produce obviously um, then you were talking about your bed. So, a lot of people don't know about this. us go into that a little bit, too for, for people that don't know. I mean, if you, you've got a, if you're sleeping every night and you're in your bed and your mattress is off-gassing, and you've got lots of springs in there as well. Just talk a little bit about that for people, so they can understand.
2: Yeah, sure. The well, what people don't realize is that the bed springs. I mean, the, people will buy the idea that I can take aluminum foil from my kitchen cabinet and make a little antenna bunny ears on an old TV, and I'll improve the reception. But they have a hard time fathoming the idea that I've got a box spring and then a mattress full of coils and they're double stacked coils and there's lots of them and they were actually carefully designed to (laughs) amplify the radio frequencies that have been used since the 1940s. That's a stretch for most people to believe, but it's true. And, and then we sleep on these electromagnetic antennas. When there is good science showing that electromagnetic pollution is very real, like we we don't go to bed with our Wi-Fi on. We unplug it if we leave the house. We don't even want the pets to have exposure to it. We minimize it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And yet we're willing to sleep on antennas. I mean, big antennas. It's, it's very odd to me that we... Never question it. And in fairness, most people never do. They've never been exposed to the information. But my hope is always once they hear it, once they see it and think about it, they say, oh, wow, that's a mess in my life. I need to get that cleaned up. Mm. The other thing that people don't realize is that the flame retardant legislations uh, in most countries, I'm sure, definitely here in the U.S. and in Canada – um, are very strict. The mattress has to undergo this massive blowtorch flame for an extended period of time in order to pass the regulation. And in order to do that, they've got to soak it full of chemicals. So they're, so every night when you're sleeping, you're absorbing uh, a, a very high dose, relatively speaking, of arsenic and uh, formaldehyde and uh, all kinds of other really toxic chemicals while you're sleeping, and it, it off gases for a long period of time, and there's lots of it. It's not it's not benign. And then the other the other uh, caveat I want to add, to that, which you know always bothers me, is a lot of these fake organic mattress companies are saying, yeah, but we use wool. Well, you know the the vegan argument would definitely say, well, is there any real need to be using a, a, an animal in your bed? And I would argue, no. But furthermore, it is also well-documented that wool burns at a temperature that's significantly lower than the flame test. So someone's lying (laughs) because the wool is not going to pass that test. Mm. And for me, it's like, so if you have a mattress that's going to be around for 30 years, even if it's your child's mattress, you know, and they're going to live with you for 10, 20 years before they leave the house as adults – they're going to live one third of their life in there. A mattress that's around for 30 years, I mean, you spend a full 10 years sleeping on an antenna and sleeping on an antenna that off-gasses a significant uh, dose of chemicals. It it doesn't make any sense because that's something that's, Although expensive and inconvenient, it is well within our control. Hundred mm-hmm, percent,
0: and as, yeah, um, do you know any companies? I mean, I'm, I'm looking trying, I'm trying to get in touch with one in the UK. But do you know any companies people can go to in America that do good beds? Beds you'd um, recommend?
2: Yeah, uh, there's a company. My wife and I did extensive research on this because it is a it is a bigger investment, and we didn't want to invest in the wrong one and find out two years later. You know, we we bought the wrong one and we need to change it again. That's the last thing I want to do for a for a larger ticket item purchase. And uh, we did a lot of research on this, and we love uh, a company called Essentia. And I, uh, you know, I've been I, I you know I've been promoting them for several years. We love them, and recently I talked to them. And so, listen I'm, I'm promoting you all the time give me some kind of a friends and family discount code and all that stuff so so I have a code if anyone wants it they, they you know they're happy to they're happy to provide whatever discounts are available at that time it varies um, with time but anyone who uses the, the code gets access to some you know some perks I guess you could say so could
0: that be your website
2: yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, we're we're working on that that particular uh, page, making a few changes to it. But yeah, you can they'll be able to find it there. So, oh, cool. I uh, just, if they don't, private message me and I'll yeah yeah
0: okay, sure. I'll send it over to because I'll have a look and see if they've got a uh, a UK uh, section or if they the only anyone because I'm looking at the something they're definitely looking into it for more people because they are getting into it, and especially a lot of people with skin issues who um, just don't need to be up in their toxic burden. So you went onto so. So, you, so we talked about clean water, we talked about organic food, off gassing, clean air, then we're talking about vitamin D. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, the, the sun gives you skin cancer. No, unless you're out in it all day getting burnt to a cinder, the countries that have got the highest sun exposure have the least, least uh, skin cancer compared to the ones that don't. It's all the stuff you put on your skin. And as you said before, it's your skincare products. So, you're looking at, um, all those things as, as your fundamentals, correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Those are all really important and totally within your control. Yeah, why you, not exercise it?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, then exercise as well when a mosquito a child. But uh, and then you can look into um, things like probiotics and other things as well that are gonna, can stimulate your immune system a bit more and give you healthy gut bacteria, etc. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's the answer for you, Mason. We went quite quite deep into that, but I mean it's not it's it's not say rocket science. you say it's damage limitation? Um, no one's going to be perfect especially in this world the one about Wi-Fi as well um, very interesting trying to do that Wi-Fi myself if you live in lots of de- lots of people these days are not in houses um, I mean in your country luckily you've got a lot more space and more land over here you've got people living to get more together in cities um, and then again I suppose any city people in New York for example if you turn off your Wi-Fi yeah the next door neighbor might have his on um, but all you can do is is affect
2: water your own grass and do the best you can right Yeah. And you you mean, same with cell phones. Like, yes, I own a cell phone, but it's it's never on my body. Like if it's in my pocket and I'm walking around for an extended period of time and I'm not using it, I turn it off. If I'm sitting down at someone's uh, kitchen table and I just drop by, I'm going to take if I'm at a restaurant, I'm going to take the cell phone out of my pocket and put it on the table. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep as much distance from it as I can. If I know I'm not going to check my cell phone when I'm out with friends, which I think is you know, rude. Uh, I don't do that unless I'm really expecting something important or I, something in our conversation prompts me to look something up on the phone. Other than that, my phone is turned off when I'm in the home. That phone is never on my body. It is, it's usually not even in the same room. I keep as, as much distance from it as possible. Um, frequently just trying to minimize my exposure. Like, you know, it's not a coincidence that a lot of, uh, you know we're seeing an increased risk of brain cancers on the same side of the head that people use their cell phone we're seeing increased breast cancers in the same area of the bra that the woman keeps her cell phone then we're seeing we're seeing all these you know hormonal you know you know uh, genital cancers and guess what the cell phone is right on top of the genitals all the time like what what are we expecting
0: yeah i was listening to paul check talk about this the other day actually he was talking about um that um specifically someone was uh, saying oh the studies are not that great on it he said there's lots of book i can't remember i'd ever like to look into that and put it out on my site and i have to give you a shout he's, he's, he's a lot of good research about it but um 100 if i'm ever walking around i actually put my phone in my back pocket so it's, it's on my bum rather than by my testicles because i don't want it anywhere near that part of me um i mean this just it's just in my opinion because the amount of time people are on their phones now and it's its actually amazing how resilient the human body is for so long with the amount of things that most people are doing wrong um but yeah you just want to anything you you can do it's very people are oh you're gonna die everyone's gonna die one day yeah well hopefully not today and um hopefully all the days that we're alive we can live a healthy life rather than one well crippled and ill and um yeah having to take loads of drugs and pills you know
2: yeah, I'm you know <laughs> uh, well you know I, I had a i had a friend who was in her early 40s who was looking for wheelchair accessibility in her home from her arthritis until i helped her fix it you know but my point is is that what is that is that what you want eat anything you want so you can look forward to potentially being in a wheelchair in your 40s yeah, exactly. do, do, do you know how many men over 40 can't get an erection i mean yeah. you know i hate to be trite about it but as a man, I mean, give me the gun instead. The, the day that doesn't work anymore. you know, My, my quality of life, uh, it's hard to convince me to want to stick around on this planet without, uh, you know, without that stuff working. I mean, l- eating and living healthily is not about trying to live forever. It's not about that at all. It's about having quality of life. It's about one of the biggest reasons for, to do it is to not become a burden to everybody else around you. That's pretty, I think that's, I think most people are just way too selfish and they never think about the burden they're going to put their kids and their and their spouses and their parents under when they die of a young age, when they get the cancer diagnosis in their 30s, when they get the, the wheelchair or the arthritis or the heart attack. I mean, a woman wrote to me the other day, said my husband finally retired. He was very young. He was in his 50s, super excited, and he died less than two years after retirement. Didn't get any quality of life whatsoever. And now she's, you know, a widow. I just talked to another woman the other day. Her husband just died in, in his 50s. He didn't have a government job. He didn't have a pension. He was an entrepreneur <clears throat> who brought in 100% of the household income. Now his wife is a widow in her late 50s or early 60s. I forget exactly their age. And uh, and now she has no source of income and has to figure out how to live for several more decades um, not that she needs to be a dependent or that she can't find independence, but more than anything else, she misses her husband and wanted to spend mm-hmm. you know, some good retirement years with him. And he's not around anymore. So if we don't take care of our health, we become a, a, a very real burden to the people around us at some point in time.
0: Yeah. I mean, this a, it's, I mean it's weird that we're meant to be talking about vaccinations and we just gone into this because it's just so – So true, I know what you mean. When people say, oh, it's just getting old, some people say, oh, the doctor said, well, I'm I'm over 35 now, I'm getting old. What? You're joking me, aren't you? (laughs) It's like... If people, it's just they just think that this is the way it's meant to be because this is how brainwashed people have been. No, 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 you should be fit, healthy, and active until like you're in your coffin, basically. And uh, I just don't, I just it is just People just think, oh, the, these things are just part of life. No, 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 they're not. And vaccines, as you said, they contribute to it. I mean, and you're getting these things pumped into people. I mean, uh, what was that study? I think I mentioned it to Sherry as well. I think a doctor said, I'll give a, a hundred. Uh, no I think it was even more it was a ridiculous amount of money for any adult that will get the same amount of um, of the the vaccine in terms of like liquid um, same amount injected into their body that they put into a baby and not one doctor has taken him up on it Um, it, this is just it's just mad I I was going to go into this quickly before you because when you said people uh, when you said as well there about um, just quickly what you said there about testosterone men not having an erection and stuff People are so wound up as, as um, people talk about they never everyone's working out or stressed to the max or just wound up like like, a, like the Christmas turkey that they don't actually ever give any time for introspection or any time it's what yoga is really good at things like qigong really getting you to relax your mind um, guys are so stressed out all the time um, then, they, then they've then they got they're eating all the wrong things their gut guts completely like they've just got gut rot um, testosterone is so low that no wonder that they've got they can't hold an erection you know it's just it's mad or, or they've got premature ejaculation either way it, it just seems it's because they're not doing the, and they and they think by like, going to the doctor and getting a pill that's going to stop that's going to change everything it's like mate you're literally pissing into the wind like you've got to change so many other things before you. you get i mean i'm sure you agree with me here this is just like it's just madness to me. You can't, you can't just, my friend wrote a really good post about this the other day. Um, he said, it's like driving your car into the wall and going, yeah, we, we can just click our fingers and that's all going to go. No, no, no. You need to do the work to rebuild that car. It's the same with your body.
2: Well, you know, and, and, and I, I, can, I can appreciate how some people listening may think that we strayed away from the topic of vaccines, but we really haven't. We're defining. We're defining the contributing factors that create health and vaccines are not on that list. Uh, (laughs) You know, like a poison is not on that list. If you examine the ingredients found in a vaccine, it is the who's who's list of most toxic substances. It would have taken hard work for anybody to find more toxic substances than that, uh, to put in the vaccines and all the things that should have been in there that have been proven safe and effective like B vitamins, magnesium, vitamin C, you know, all these things have been used in injections for a long time with a great track record are nowhere to be found. So, I mean, how anyone thinks they can create health by injecting poison is ridiculous. If we were in the kitchen and I went and found a any bottle of industrial cleaner in the cupboard, we don't have them in our home, but, you know, when I grew up, we had lots of that stuff around, mm-hmm. and I sewed them the skull and crossbones on it, and I grabbed a syringe, and I said, don't worry, I'm only taking a little bit of uh, out of this bottle into my needle, don't worry, and I went around and did that to a few bottles and then started walking towards their child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They wouldn't have taken the gun out. Oh yeah, I know.
0: It's just, I mean, my, my friend was talking about it the other day. He said the, the guy come round to uproot um, his trees and he started to get. He said, "How you gonna get rid of it?" He said, "Oh, we're gonna put Roundup on it." He went, "What glyphosate? What Agent Orange? The thing we use in Vietnam? Why well, they got three arms growing out of their kids at the moment?" And I don't know if you've seen that that thing on uh, Instagram. I, I think I mentioned this to Stephanie Seneff, where the guy is talking about glyphosate and he said, "Oh, it's completely health. It's completely safe and it's healthy and it's fine." Um, all the studies have shown it and the guy goes to him well here's a cup I'm going to pour you a quart drink it he's like no I'm not going to drink it I'm not stupid he says well no you said it's safe here's a glass have yeah, some. which is it yeah but have some and he's like no I'm not, I'm not an idiot he goes well you're just telling everyone it's safe and it's the same with these vaccines you know I was just going through the um going for it because i wanted to do this i know you guys have got a ridiculous amount of vaccines by the time by the time that like, a child's in the, even his first year i think it's like 50 plus i mean we we're getting up there i mean we're on about 12 to 20 um in the so in the first eight weeks i just wanted to do this in the first eight weeks our uh, a kid in the uh, a child in the uk is meant to have um eight weeks They could go for four vaccines one's a five in one vaccine One's the PCV vaccine, one's the rotavirus, and one's the MenB. So in the in the five and one vaccine, you've got so really it's it's uh, eight vaccines, I suppose. They've got diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough, polio, and hip B in the five and one vaccine. And the side effects of that, I mean, difficulty difficulty breathing. Um, I mean, the list is ridiculous if you go into it. So I looked at some of the ingredients, and as I put it on the video yesterday. Um, Phenix Siphonol um, is one of the ingredients so I looked at it and it said "Phenix um, Siphonol is used as a preservative in cosmetic products and also as a stabiliser in perfumes and soaps exposure to this has been linked to, to reactions ranging from eczema to severe life-threatening life allergenic reactions infant oral exposure to, um, to it can acutely affect the nervous system function and you're just thinking what the hell um, infants should not be exposed to this uh, and I, it goes onto it and this is something they're injecting into an 8 I mean an 8 week year old baby and then you're looking at poly-sauber, um polysauber 80 um, which is another thing that they've got inside this inside the uh, vaccine um, and that's another thing that's primarily using cosmetic and beauty products um, because of its help to dissolve and it's just said um Say What does it say in here? Uh, da, 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 da. Just having a look. Yeah, it's... Um, it's this is an written, um Also cancer. Developmental and reproductive toxicity concerns. With Lesser concerns. Because I mean, it's just lesser. On organ toxicity and neurotoxicity. Although um, it finds it as a low hazard ingredient. Well, I don't know if it's about low hazard. But am I going to be injecting that into my 8 week year old child? I'm thinking not and then it also had adsorbed on aluminum phosphate i mean it's is madness in my opinion
2: oh it is you know it's like i i like one of the issues of formaldehyde because the vaccine proponents always like to make up all these flimsy justifications that to the untrained uh, you know to the uninitiated person think Things make sense. I said, "Well, your body automatically produces some fluoride, some formaldehyde as a byproduct. Therefore, it's safe." You know, or there's some in pairs. Hold on. If I were to, if I were to take, let's say, myrrh essential oil. If I, if I take all the individual theoretical components that are found in myrrh essential oil, many of them are extremely toxic substances. But as myrrh, as a complete substance, it is one of the most docile, safe essential oils in the world. A pair is obvious, and people say, well, it's the same, it's in a pair. Hold on. Do do any of these organizations have uh, safety handling instructions for pairs? Do any of them, you don't, you know? But then here's the other thing I bring up they say, well, you need it in there to inactivate the viruses. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, why not iodine then? I mean, iodine is still used in hospitals today for exactly that purpose. Iodine deficiency is rampant, well-known, well-documented, is a major problem. Uh, kids with lower iodine have lower IQs. They have a whole host of other problems. A- and iodine is, is, is a total – everyone knows that iodine is a, is a deficiency. It's, it's even acknowledged by all state governing boards. Why do you think they iodized the salt? They know that we need iodine, and iodine would play the identical role as formaldehyde in the vaccine. It would be safe. It would be effective. It's necessary. It would be repleting a deficiency, and yet it's not used. And they say, well, formaldehyde, you know, hey, it's not a, hey, in the amount amount that's in the vaccines, it's okay. Well, the U.S. National Library of Medicine in 2010 did a report called The Final Report on, on Carcinogens and Formaldehyde. And it said formaldehyde ingestion results in severe corrosive damage to the gastrointestinal tract, followed by central nervous system depression, myocardial depression, circulatory collapse. Hold on. Circulatory collapse, Mm. but you're injecting it directly into the circulatory system and it's going to be okay. Metabolic acidosis, multiple organ failure, The toxic effects of formaldehyde in experimental animals include irritation, cytotoxicity, cell proliferation in the upper respiratory tract, uh, eye irritation, pulmonary irritation, bronchoconstriction, gastrointestinal irritation, skin sensitization. Other reports include oxidative stress, neurotoxicity, neurobehavioral effects, immunotoxicity, testicular toxicity, decreased liver, thyroid, and testes glands. And this is proven in multiple studies, and this is in their final report from the U.S. National Library of Medicine, their final report on formaldehyde. And we're going to inject it when we had other safe and effective choices that would have done the identical function and would have actually provided many health benefits, many documented, proven safe and effective health benefits, and it wasn't chosen. And you know like in any murder case in court when you're watching it as soon as you find one thing that really really doesn't make sense in the story you have to call everything else into question why aren't people doing it it drives me crazy
0: i mean i, I just it's just madness i mean this, this, i've got so i've got quite a list here. there's ones i want you to talk about as well because there's things we can go into i mean we're going to i mean is aborted fetal cells we're going to monkey dna there's there's lots of different things in it. We're going to cover a few of them, but so for example, I said eight weeks, eight weeks, twelve weeks, and sixteen weeks. The, the kids have these again. so They have a five-in-one, um, PCV, rotavirus, MMB. They have that three times by the time they're sixteen weeks old. Anyway, if you look at the P, um, the PVC vaccine for um, pneumococcal, um, in it it's got phenol, which is carbolic acid, which is brilliant. And the University of Cornell did a study on it, which showed this to be systemically toxic um, and corrosive, and that can cause severe burns. Um, it's so toxic it can cause death can occur rapidly following ingestion, collapse, coma, or internal bleeding. I mean, what the hell? And you're injecting this into a 12-year-old baby. Then, then they also do the MMB, which is which says you can get. Um, Kawasaki disease, seizures, difficulty breathing, loss of consciousness, collapse, uh, less responsive, lack of awareness. And um, that's also got in it sodium um, chloride, um, histidine, which can which can trigger blood clotting, risk of spontaneous miscarriage, birth defects. It can pass through the placenta wall straight into the fetus. In Swiss manners, and, so and they got sucrose in there. That why would they put sugar in
2: a vaccine, Terry? <laughs> I mean I've done videos on this too. Same with MSG. Why I mean they need the vaccine to taste good? Yeah, MSG, I just sort of get
0: you know I think MSG is in the I've got this because this is what I wanted to ask you about because I know you've done this before. I think MSG is in the MMR vaccine. I'm pretty sure. I'll I'll look into it in a minute, but yeah, go for it.
2: So why are why are why are sweeteners of any form, artificial, natural or otherwise, in the vaccine? Like there there is no no one can forward one good explanation. There is none. The only explanation the only explanation which fits the, the paradigm, which fits the overarching theme to be seen for vaccines for anyone who is really, really objective and unemotional and looking is that these are customer creation strategies. And the way they put MSG and sugar in there is to get the child addicted to it before, you know, while it's really young. So the next time it's exposed to it. It's hypersensitive to those addictive molecules because there is no, that's the thing, not not only are all these substances really harmful and people say, well, they're there only in small doses. Okay, but there's no documented benefit for any of them, including the sweeteners and the MSG. Are they in there to taste good? And my question to people is, if you can't answer that question, if, if we can pose any number of questions and every single one of them demands an answer. It demands an answer. And if you can't answer that question, the conversation shouldn't go any further until you can provide an answer for that one. And then we'll go to the next question. Why is MSG and sugar in there? There only is one purpose. MSG is a known brain poison, like a real serious brain poison. Why is it in there? uh, There's no explanation. There's none.
0: Uh, Yeah, BBC did did something on uh, MSG and they said it was absolutely fine the other day. And I was just saying... Are you joking me? I mean, it's it's a, it's a known excitotoxin. It excites your nerves. There was the death. Your brain cells to death. I mean, it's been linked to obesity, eye damage, headaches, fatigue, disorientation, depression, numbness, burning sensations, tingling, facial pressure, tightness, chest pain, difficulty breathing, headaches, nausea, rapid heartbeat, drowsiness, weakness. I mean... And brain damage. Yeah, and brain damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. So, yeah. So, yeah, brain damage. So, like, I just... It's... it's that's, that is in the MMR it's, it's, the MMR vaccine we've got here has got so many ingredients it's a joke I mean side effects to it fever, redness rash respiratory tract infection diarrhoea, vomiting hives and you're looking at um, aseptic meningitis swollen testicles infection of the middle ear inflamed salivary glands atypical measles swollen lymph nodes that's what you want um, bleeding more than normal severe allergic reaction um <laughs> facial swelling localized swelling iri- uh, swelling of the limb irritability seizures without a fever seizures with a fever walking unsteadily, dizziness involving um, illness involving inflammation of, of, of the nervous system brain or spinal cord deafness lung infection I mean it's just shocking and then the ingredients as you, as you said um, this is the one for you this is the one I want to go into as well ingredients so obviously they've got the live viruses of the MMR uh, measles, mumps, rubella they've, they've got um chick chick embryo cells and they've got something called WI-38 human uh, diploid lung fibroblast do you know what that is?
2: you know I mean for the lay person it's it's dead baby material I mean we're putting babies and dead animals in uh, what planet does dead babies and dead animals constitute the you know some in any form a way of building health I mean there's no explanation for why this craziness is in there. there no one can forward a real good explanation. It's um, it, there should be all kinds of moral and ethical hazards with this. Um, any any person who believes or follows any form of religion should That's be nature, outraged. Yeah. absolutely outraged by this. But they're not. The, many of them are the biggest vaccine proponents. Ironically, um, and, uh, it, it it's insanity.
0: Really, I mean, yeah, For the a lay person, it's derived from lung tissue from an aborted white Caucasian female fetus. Um, and I'd say, I'd, I made a point, also now comes to the point of religion. I'd, I'd thought religion, religious people, that would have been a, comp- a complete no-no. I mean, that would have been this virgin sacrilege. I mean, I can't believe that they're they're happy with that going on. Um, uh, I just, I, I don't understand why. Then you've got sorbitol in it, which is a la- la- I mean, laxative sugar alcohol as well. I mean the list goes on and on um, sucralose uh, hydrolyzed gelatin, medium 99 with hank salts heard that one
2: <laughs> I, I have it's been a while since I looked into it but I mean again where is this found in nature where, 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 <laughs> you
0: know, where are the you studies know where that this found? So- Tell you, you know where it's found it's, ther- <laughs> it's found in thermo fisher scientific labs that's where it's found
2: right and the only place it's found
0: mm. and same with the M M E M Minimum, essential, medium, um, are named after Harry Eagle, uh, mostly used, all synthet- synthetic cell culture. Uh, you're not finding that in nature. And, and this is just, I go on to, I went into the HEP B, but we could be here all day. That, that, that Basically... The, the, the uh, reactions that you can have, and some of them are like one in one in a few hundred, some of them are one in ten thousand. But do you want your child to be that one in ten thousand that has collapse or sh- shock or can't breathe or faints or or just goes has brain damage, etc Do you want him to be n- nephretic syndrome, um, kidney disease? Um, syndrome, kidney disease for the hip beam, um, the hip or the men see we give one after a year. I mean, do you want to be one of those parents? Um, it's just, I mean. It comes down to it, my my friend one of my friends the Health Coach said this and he said it very great well. He said, when it comes down to it, very, very simple. Would you inject yourself with poison? No. Right. Surely that's the end of the argument.
2: (laughs) Right, yeah, right. and And that sums it up right there. I mean, would you let me do it to your sister? Would you let me do it to your child? Would you let me would you let me take anything, any known poison, any documented poison, anything with a warning label in my house, anything. Anything with a lid? Would you even let me uh, go and get an organic vodka and fill my syringe and walk over and inject your sister or your child or even yourself? Would you let me do that? And everyone everyone would say no. They would they would they put they wouldn't they wouldn't even go for the organic vodka injection. So why the hell would you go for any of these other ingredients? And and there's three other main there's a few other main points I really like to 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 bring home on this um, subject. Everyone's going to continually go back to, oh, yeah, but there's so little mercury, there's so little aluminum, there's so little formaldehyde, there's so little dead babies, there's so little, uh, you know, the list goes on of all these poisons, there's so little MSG. My point is this, 2012, there's a report based on a review of 800 scientific studies published in the Journal of Endocrine Reviews, providing clear evidence Indicating that exposures to very small amounts of hormone disrupting chemicals has profound adverse effects on human health at all stages of life. The authors go on to state whether low doses of endocrine disrupting chemicals influence certain human disorders is no longer conjecture because epidemiological studies show that environmental exposures to these disruptors are associated with human diseases and disabilities. And, you know, they go on to say findings from this paper challenge the traditional dogma of all of toxicology, that only the dose makes the poison. The authors argue that current testing paradigms are missing very important sensitive endpoints. They cannot make appropriate predictions about what effects are occurring at low doses. At this time, it is not possible to quantify the total cost of low dose exposure to, in this case, endocrine disrupting chemicals, what they focused on. The director of the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences says the industry is asking old questions about chemical safety, even though the science has already moved on, proving the fact that low-dose chemicals are not something for us to disregard. There's not something to disregard. Second, the other point I really, really want to drive home, and you can stop me or interject or tell me how much you want to talk about. But there, I want people to understand that there's a very strong controlled opposition movement out there. When you see a doctor come through, and I won't name any names, and I won't say that they're all guilty, but we all need to be asking these questions. When a doctor magically appears online that never seemed to have a profile before, and all of a sudden is one of the number one websites in the world overnight, mm-hmm. or or anytime a, an internet doctor is invited on the Dr. Oz show or that other TV called The Doctors or any of these other mainstream doctor oriented shows, you have to have to at least suspect them of being agents for controlled opposition when they interview only certain people in the anti-vaccine movement and invite them on TV regularly to comment, but not the other well-established, well-credentialed ones. You have to ask and be suspect, is that person a part of the controlled opposition movement? When people are are, are celebrities getting involved with it, I, I have to ask, are you a part of the control? When I hear all this talk about safe vaccines, on what planet are any of those ingredients safe? There's no such thing as only let's remove the mercury. I, I call into question every person talking this nonsense about safe vaccines There's very few substances ever been proven to be safe for injection uh, to begin with, but if we wanted, that's the thing I was going to say to you straight away. You're injecting something into the skin. That's not normal, right? And there are a few substances that have been proven safe and effective, Uh, and and I would be open to those things. Like the day the safe vaccine conversations Mm -hmm. becomes where it's a whole bunch of immune-modulating herbs, it's a broad spectrum of, of minerals, things that have been very proven safe and effective. As soon as the vaccine contains things that are currently used in hospitals already for anaphylactic emergencies and stuff, things like sodium bicarbonate and magnesium at high doses, not not at like infinitesimally small doses, uh, but if they're when they're used properly, some of these things are great emergency medicine when a vaccine contains only things that have been proven safe and effective and maybe, maybe a dead virus in there, then and only then can the the, the absurdity of the idea about safe vaccines even enter the realm of possibility, even enter the realm of worth talking about. Uh, And even then, again, I you know, most things related to virus theory that we've been taught since birth is a lie. It's already been proven untrue, but at least we could entertain the idea that if it was a smallpox vaccine filled with magnesium and vitamin C and bicarbonate and all these things known to, because if you inject a virus into someone, they know, actually the design, the intended, the the purpose they speak about for the vaccine is to stimulate an immune response. If you stimulate an immune response, By injecting said virus, you already know you're going to create a lot of inflammation and a lot of chaos. That vial, if it was only about helping people and it wasn't about creating future customers, would be filled with things known to attenuate, calm, balance out the immune system, knowing that they're injecting something that's going to cause a reaction. Instead, they put all kinds of things that create. An even larger reaction which creates even more problems. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't.
0: No, and they, they say adjuvants and stuff to simulate the immune system. This is so, my friend, uh, people think that this is a funny thing. People think that it, what you said before, if it's full of good stuff, for example, when people have colonics, example, getting rid of the debris inside them, and the colon, liver, etc., to get rid of the waste, um, they put lots of herbs in there sometimes where you have coffee enemas. People look at that as weird, and I'm sitting there going, "You think that's weird?" <laughs> like, I, I get I get what they mean because it's not normal to put something about your, your bum, maybe, but because it's it's coming out there. But you think it's weird to put coffee and herbs, etc., up there, but you're getting the you're getting aluminium, mercury, formaldehyde, DNA, like, baby DNA, like, you're getting all of that injected in you. And you think that's normal, right? Like, <laughs> to me, that's just crazy. Um, and as you said, when you start talking about the control opposition, I mean, I completely, I know that. Some people will say, oh, now you're getting conspiracy theories. But it's 100% true. Not tem Tenpenny said the same thing. She had to actually change her, her, her name on her website because Facebook would, was changing the algorithms. If you put a post out um, about something ridiculous, she'd get like... 200,000 hits on it, she put something out about anti-vaccine, it'll get about 2,000 people see it, uh, so she has to change the name of her page, and has to do a few different things, and then she knows that a few of these people that are coming up on Facebook pages saying stuff are, are, are completely, they employ trolls to come up and say this stuff, you know, uh, I mean Macaulay gets a lot of it all the time, it's just, it's normal, but people who are not in our shoes and haven't been in the industry a long time, I always say to people, you, you, they ask me a question or something about this, and I say, you want me to get nine years of knowledge out, out to you in one sentence you know you have to do the research yourself you have to dig in and just find because then you understand how much these people don't want this information to get out and you mentioned break for example I, one of my girlfriend's friends he's like um i was having a discussion about it and he's like oh but i'm for it i was talking about he's talking, someone mentioned about mandatory vaccinations in australia he's from australia and he's like yeah well that's brilliant i'm really for it um we were like really he's like yeah well how comes that he's like well oh, I'm a scientist I studied immunology in, in university um, I'm all for vaccines I know how good they are and my, my other friend said well what studies were they who were they funded by and he's like oh and he's like no no ask a question he, he didn't he either he couldn't answer it or he didn't want to answer it right? yeah right because <laughs> who funds these these studies Who what, what results do they want you to get you know uh, and if you're not getting the results say well what happens to you um, funny that Um, and, and it was just a conversation that had to be stopped there because I just thought it was pointless talking to these people. I'm a scientist. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, you yeah, I did. yeah,
2: I did a video on scientists being non scientists. Yeah. I mean, okay, you're a scientist. Okay, well, we can all agree that PubMed has its flaws. Fair. But would every scientist have to agree that PubMed is the best repository of data that we have? Everyone would say yes. Okay. You're a scientist, then go and read the science. Because if you Google vaccines on PubMed, you're going to find hundred like the negative studies to positive are are more than a hundred to one, more than a hundred to one. So you can try and critique any fact that you know. Okay, this study is a little bit flawed. This study is a little bit all you want. If they were actually good for you, it should be a 100 to 1 in the other direction. Oh, yeah, End of story. Yeah,
0: 100%. And the funny thing about that is when we actually asked him, well, what's in this vaccine? He didn't know. Or And so it's sort of like, I don't know what you're studying. Um, because if you don't even know what's in it, how can you know if it's good for you or not? Um, and for me, that was just another one. And, and, and the other one that's been getting massive coverage as well has been autism and vaccinations. Um, you said brain swelling. Even even at minimal levels um I mean this has been i mean in America it's not so big over here yet but I, mem- I remember I think Dr. Stephanie said, said something say like that in, by two thousand and thirty two fifty percent of children born will have autism. I think this is a real big problem for you guys uh, and unless it's sorted out it's, it's it's almost gonna i mean it's one way to stop people uh
2: stop the population growing right well, you know, th- they've got a lot of agendas that are going on that are, you know, beyond what most people are ready to hear. Uh, but it- it's-, it's a very real problem. Every vaccine, every vaccine causes some level of brain damage. I mean, for example, uh, I think it was Russell Blalock had described the fact that if you look at an Alzheimer's brain, you look at an autism brain, they're virtually identical. Alzheimer's is like it's basically uh, autism for adults. And, you know, it's not hard to go find studies on Alzheimer's. So here's a here's a neuroscientist who's been studying the brain his entire career. And he says the brains look identical. OK, so if you want to take vaccines out of the equation, so we'll just play devil's advocate that you're right and I'm wrong. And well, if you want to go study Alzheimer's brains, you're going to find that they're very much like autistic brains. And then I go and Google studies for Alzheimer's. I'm going to find mercury linked to Alzheimer's, aluminum linked to Alzheimer's, uh, MSG linked to Alzheimer's. I'm going to find a formaldehyde linked to Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. All the same ingredients that are in vaccines are all, all known causative agents for Alzheimer's, but they, they only cause Alzheimer's in adults. There's no way it causes it in the vaccine. There's no good answer for that. The fact, the fact that every governmental agency, like Environmental Working Group, the Homeland Security, the uh, Ontario, the, uh, the Occupational Health and Safety Organizations, all of them, all of them have uh, data and warnings and safety protocols built around magnesium, formaldehyde, mm-hmm. uh, you know, aluminum, mercury. All They all have warnings and safety protocols built around all of these things. And then we're going to pretend that somehow injecting it into a defenseless baby with no developed immune system is going to be perfectly fine injecting it into an adult is not perfectly fine the childhood dose into an adult is not fine especially when you factor in when you have to take into account that every one of these injections is cumulative poison and you start damaging the organs that are supposed to eliminate these poisons and you realize that the system can't do it and it just continues uh it's it's mind-boggling and I'm so sick of hearing about, let's just talk about safe vaccines or let's only talk about mercury. Uh, that's, that, that is controlled opposition at its finest, trying to narrow the scope of the conversation. They do this in political debates. When, when, when a real politician comes in and talks about any of the real problems, they censor and block him. When the politicians are insiders, they can talk about anything they want so long as it's within the scope of the debate. They control the scope of the debate very clearly, very deliberately. No one talks about the real issues. When Ron Paul came and talked about the real issues, they had to delete it from TV. End of story. Oh, yeah. This is other politicians aren't talking about the real issues. And and when someone's trying to talk about safe vaccines or pretending mercury is the only problem in vaccines, um, th- that's controlled opposition.
0: 100%, I mean, that's the same as anything. They, they, can just, they can just put out what they want and me. They can just censor whatever they want. Who um, – who did a? Uh, I did a bit on him. I can't remember his name now. Um, Robert um, Donald Trump employed him. He's he's very much. I think he was actually on the truth about vaccines. I don't know if you you've watched that. Um, oh, what's his? Name? What is his name? Robert Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, that's a good person to have in there in the house. This is he's he's uh <laughs> he's going up against it. I mean, I'm surprised it's even got that far. But it the flu vaccine is another one. And this is the thing. My my. my my girlfriend, her half brother and half sister both got autism. In a bad way, they mean what they eat etc. none of it's conducive. And when I was over there they just went out to get to get the flu shot and I was just like, You're just compounding the issue. Um but some you just some people I just, I just don't go into it with, with with the parents because it's it's a it's an area that I just I don't want to get into an argument over. Um, but as you said, once again the flu vaccine, what that's full of um, it's just once again full of the ingredients that have all been linked to brain inflammation um, and it's just something that I just want people to understand and I think it's so important when people like yourself come out and do these videos because people need to know and people don't know because why would they they just assume as said before that the doctors have got their best interests at heart but as I Del Dale said 90 to 95% of doctors do not know what is in these vaccines and if you ask them that you don't know or they get the hump with you and they say you're stupid, anyone who what would, what would they say? Anyone who talks about vaccines not being safe, um is spreading anti science, anti information, they're spreading uneducated nonsense and it's dangerous. And then they're going to herd immunity and saying we all have to be vaccinated because of herd immunity. Now herd immunity is the biggest myth I think I've ever heard of ever seen. Um, I mean do you want to have a little chat talk about herd immunity for people out there, Terry?
2: Yeah, I mean, real quickly, a herd immunity, is uh, the idea is ridiculous. If vaccines are safe and effective, as you claim, those who are vaccinated should be safe because the vaccine was effective. So why the hell would you worry about what anyone else is doing? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense for you to worry about what anyone else is doing if those things are truly safe and effective. Why would you even why would it even cross your mind? It should be such a non-issue. Uh he, herd immunity is the most ridiculous idea. It's impossible. It's an impossible idea. I mean, on so many levels. It just drives me crazy that anyone even brings it up. Uh, uh, there's no such thing as herd immunity. You know, it's cra- It's a crazy talk. The, the,
0: uh, I've actually had discussions about this before and- uh, and it's it's just pointless. Some people you just you say to them that the funny thing is the worst thing about it is most people that talk about it, they're very uneducated on, on vaccines and they haven't looked at the other side. And it's uh, as David Kennedy once I said said to him he said yeah you know, Dr David Kennedy you probably heard of him a uh, big advocate against mercury and fluoride. Um, he said well it's like trying to tell the Pope to become Jewish. You know they're so invested in what they think and their beliefs um, that you just they just can't do it. They might even go and and look at it. but um, Anyway, I think we've covered quite a lot here, Terry. I know you've got to get away. It's been really good talking to you. I'm sure we'll get you on the show and talk about something else down the line. Um, People, if you want to find Terry, go to www.terrytillard.com or he's got his own page on Facebook, Tillard with T-I-L-L-A-R-T. Terry, thanks so much for being on again. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Um, Hope...
2: You've got anything you covered? Anything else you want to add? Um, no, I, I, I think for the for the scope of today's conversation, we'll stop there. And, and I apologize if went on any tangents, but but I had a great time uh, chatting with you as always. And I think defining defining the things that actually create health, which is supposed to be the goal of vaccines anyway, is important for people to understand and define. So it's really not near as far removed as people think. Those are the things that create health, and the only things that create health. And poison is never created ever in a million years, and I'll I'll be saying that for as long as I live, uh, expanding on the idea that you can never, ever create health with poison. And adding a diploma to the blender uh, doesn't turn poison or putting poison into magic vials doesn't make it cease to be poison ever. That's never happened. It's never going to. And uh, I, I love doing the talks with you. So anytime you want to do future talks, I really appreciate you having me. It was a it was a great time, and looking forward to the future ones. Awesome,
0: Terry. I think we've got the name for the, for the podcast episode there. You can't poison your way to health. Um, well, <laughs> cheers, Terry. Thanks. for Speak to you soon. Have a great time, mate. So, guys, that was episode eighteen with Terry Tillard, all about vaccinations. I'm guessing you learned quite a lot there. Uh, we covered it in quite a lot of depth. You um, mean I said we went off topic? We didn't really, because as Terry said, it's, it's all very, very important. It's it's all about. Oh, we went very deep into how you can boost your immune system and, and stimulate your nervous system and just keep your body free from toxins, all the things that are going to boost your overall health and keep you free of disease and keep your body body strong against parasites and funguses um, and viruses. It's all very, very important, detoxing the body, cleansing the body, boosting the immune system, keeping you healthy, air clean, etc. We went into a lot of it, so I'm guessing you learned a whole Lot there, um, and as I said before, Tony's very passionate about this, same as me. Just want to get everyone to know the truth. And in the, the day, things in theory are a lot different in practice, as people don't understand. Same about diet; people will be told to eat a certain diet, and they won't feel very good in it. Um but because the paper says says to eat it, they carry on eating it, at what point does the brain kick in and you think, you know, I don't feel very good eating this, when do I change? And it's the same with vaccinations. People keep saying correlation and causation, etc But actually there's been studies now, There was even one on um from the Bigtory where we interviewed a woman who whose babies I think I mentioned it in there, the babies, all three of them, got autism directly after getting their vaccination, their shot and, and as we speak, I think yesterday a court in Europe has now said that that a vaccine can be considered defective uh, and thus the cause of a disease if there's specific consistent evidence related to when the vaccine was administered and the patient's previous state of health um, and the lack of family history of the disease and significant number of reported cases of the disease occur following vaccination. So um, vaccines can now be um, considered uh, responsible for disease and illness etc which we've known for a very long time but it's good to know that European Court is, has made that move it's a positive step and so anyway that's that any questions regarding any of this or about your health as I said before um, on this if you want to go to Terry's site it's www.terrytillard.com or you can head over to www.reviveyourself.co for any anything health related lots of articles over there that's my site as I said before the show free Day Facebook mini course is still available for everyone who's going through any health issues. If you want to be on that, just have an article on my site, just type in a search bar or look for um, free Facebook mini course. And if you otherwise, you can send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co um, and we'll get you on to that. It's, it's all about teaching you how to. Get your health back. Whether you've had gut issues, whether you've had uh, skin issues, thyroid problems, adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, whatever it may be, um, all health and all disease starts in the gut and we teach you really how to get to the root cause of these rather than just masking symptoms with band-aids. That's the key to get your health back. And as I said before, at the end of the course, there's a bonus in there for you um, that um, you only get to get to day four, but... I'm sure you will. And as I said before, there's also a Facebook community where everyone can share their wins and we can help each other through, as well as strategy forms to help you get through it and relearn the information. So that's all there, guys. Okay? Anyway, that's it for this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, leave a review on iTunes. And you can head over as well. Follow us on YouTube, Revive Yourself channel. And also I'm on Facebook, Revive Yourself and Ryan Martin. With That's my personal page with the same logo that I have for this podcast so that's that for this week guys as always stay happy stay healthy and I'll
1: speak to you next week are you sick and tired of being sick and tired have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try